Welcome back to the Faithful Mom Boss Podcast. This is episode 10. Woohoo. Okay, so this is a solo episode today. And today I'm going to be sharing a little bit about what's kind of been going on in my life and just talk through what I do when life feels hard. Uh, so I want to just give a little background on that. So the first, in the first few months of this year, have been a little tough on me. They've been challenging. And if I think back through like January and February this past month, lots of great things have happened, but also lots of things that have happened that have kind of shook me to a certain extent. So like in early January, I was starting this cut challenge where I wanted to get really like really disciplined on my fitness, my eating, my nutrition, and my weightlifting again. And so I was all excited about that and ready to go. And my mindset was in the right place. I was focused. I was ready to go. But then like a week into the year, I started having like severe neck, shoulder, and back pain to where I had to like lay down literally for two weeks. So for two weeks, most of the time I was like laying down in my bed I have a pretty demanding job, so I just, in the back of my head, I just knew that all of my work was piling up. I knew that my email inbox was piling up, and I did a reel on this a couple of months ago before this even happened where you have all of these things that are popping up in your mind, especially as a mom, but then on top of that, like on top of the normal things that are popping up in your mind as a mom, on top of what I was going through my physical body was starting to break down on me. And I noticed in that moment, I was like, man, we take that for granted sometimes, right? Where it's like things are going along and we're moving with the the modern pace of life and something happens to your, your, you physically and it kind of makes you stop and pause and slow down. So that happened for the first two weeks of the year, pretty much. Then like following right after that, my kids' school had to close because there was COVID exposure. And I don't know if you've ever tried to do this before, but like working a full-time job while having a two-year-old and a five-year-old home with you (laughs) is just not an ideal circumstance. And there's different like tactics, techniques, and me and my husband or my husband and I, we try to take a team approach when this kind of stuff happens. Um, But it was just a lot because we're trying to manage working and caring for them. And that's a pull that I felt probably during my whole working motherhood journey, like that pull between my responsibilities and my my employment, my career, what pays me and helps keep everything running with like the house and food for the kids and all of their needs. And being a mom who is present and loving and puts their kids as a priority. So I was feeling that strain once again. And then a couple of days after the school closed, I noticed one of my kids was getting sick and we went and got them tested for COVID. They they tested positive for COVID. And thankfully, the first kid was just had like mild symptoms and everything, but you know, she was still stuck home for I think it was almost two weeks where they were home with us pretty much. And then my son also started getting sick. So we kind of assumed that he had it as well. And so we were caring for them 
while trying to also work. And then I also was about two weeks behind at work because of the back, neck and shoulder injury. And so we were trying to work through all of that. They, the kids eventually got back healthy. Um, but then once when, once they could return to school, my second child was starting to have some other infection. And so he couldn't even go back yet when they actually did open school back. So he was with us even longer while we were trying to navigate all of this. And then after we got them better and got them returned back to school, I don't know why it took forever for my symptoms to show up, but I ended up getting COVID as well too. So COVID hit me pretty hard. I was down for at least like four to five days where I felt like flu-like symptoms. So very weak, tired, just feelings of sickness. I was coughing. My breathing wasn't exactly right and just felt really weak. So I was already behind at work and now I had COVID. And so it just put me even further behind. And then I don't like not being able to care fully for my kids. Like it was really hard for me to sit here in the bed trying to rest, which is like one of the best forms of medicine, while also watching my husband do all of the care for the kids, like making their food and helping them with their baths and their PJs and all of that. Like I actually enjoy doing that. Like I enjoy being their caretaker. So that was hard to watch. And then I ended up getting better, (laughs) ended up getting better from COVID. Um, And so back at work, but then other stuff just kept happening. And I'm not going to, I can't share details too much because I can't put other people's business out there like that. Like I'm not going to do that, but there are people that I care about that were going through different obstacles and If you ever had someone that you love and care for that is going through something hard, like it's really, really hard to observe and really hard to watch. And for someone like me, especially like I'm very sensitive, I'm very empathetic. I feel people's pain, um, especially those that I love deeply. And so I have to be very careful with that. Um, It's it's a gift, but then if we don't learn how to manage our gifts, right, then they can consume us. So what I have learned is that because I have that gift of being empathetic and burden bearing that I have to manage that and not take it on, like not put on that backpack of someone else's pain, but that it just gives me insight and relatability so that I can help speak life into them. And so that I can intercede in prayer for them and give that over to God. So it's like a temporary burden almost that I'm taking on, but then I have to learn to give that over to God. And if I don't, then it's a problem. So I felt like just like, it felt like storm after storm after storm was happening these first few months. And I was just thinking like, okay, what do I need to do to, to manage all of this? Right? Like how can I manage all of this? So I wanted to share what it is that I do when life feels really hard. So one of the first things is I try to show myself lots of grace and compassion. So what I mean by that is if I'm having a rough day where my mood is like super off and I feel discouraged and I feel depleted, not to beat myself up for those feelings. So not saying like, Stacey, come on, like get it together. Like, let's go. We got stuff to do. We don't have time to stay there. 
and like creating that space for myself to feel the feelings that I'm feeling. And I know like for me, and I know other people have dealt with this too, like sometimes we try to run away from those dark feelings. Um, So I don't want to spend like weeks and weeks just wallowing in my sorrow, but I need to give myself the time and space to process these feelings because if I don't, I'll compartmentalize them and like place them somewhere else. But then I'm putting baggage, like I'm putting emotional baggage on myself when I could have just unpacked those emotions and processed through them and released them versus loading myself up and loading myself up on more and more emotional baggage. So I would say is the first thing I would say is give yourself the grace and compassion to feel those hard and tough feelings. And you don't want to stay in that space for too long, like I said, but you want to give yourself time to feel them. A lot of times that involves a good crying out, (laughs) like a good cry. I know I've cried at least like 25 times over the last few months and not apologizing. Like we got to stop apologizing for crying. Like nothing is wrong. It's such a gift to be able to release those emotions physically. So those emotions, those those intangible emotions that we cannot see, like God has given our our bodies a way to process those emotions out. So crying is okay. You don't need to feel any shame or apologize for it. And I know some people feel awkward around people that are crying. I mean, but that's kind of on them, right? Like if like I'm processing, you know, I shouldn't have to apologize for letting that out. And then I think about how I would speak and encourage someone else that's going through what I've been going through. Like if someone came to me and was sharing all these things that I've been going through with me, I wouldn't be like, girl, get your act together. Like, why are you all upset? Like, what's the problem? Like, I wouldn't talk to them like that. So why would I speak to myself like that? So I think that that's important to come from that place of grace and compassion when it comes to the dialogue and the thoughts that are going on in your mind and in your head. Okay, so one of the other things that I do when I go through these tough seasons and that I'm doing right now is I try to stay really anchored in practices that just keep my mind, body, and spirit connected and also doing things that fill up my joy tank and doing things that I enjoy. So, I mean, so this podcast, this is episode 10 and there have been weeks over the last few weeks where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really should release a podcast episode right now. Like I'm struggling right now. Like I barely have enough energy to do this. And I think people would understand, right? If I didn't do an episode this week, but I was like, something in me was like, no, like this is something that is your passion and that you enjoy doing. So we're not going to stop that and let that be an anchor for you to keep consistency, keep coming back to you. I don't care what happens. I'm going to still produce my content because it's something that I feel called and led to do that brings me joy. And then some of the other things for like staying anchored in mind, body, and spirit is getting back to those things that keep me at my optimal level. And all of this is intertwined with our faith. Like God says, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, of the Spirit of God. So I got to do things that take care of my physical body. So I got to get back to doing my walks outside. I got to get back to getting on my Peloton a few times a week. And I got to get back to my weightlifting. And then I have to stay consistent with what am I putting inside my body? 
Am I putting nutrient dense foods that are going to give me energy? Am I getting in a lot of plants and nourishing items that are going to help me think clearly? that are going to help me do what I'm called to do because all of the other responsibilities that we have on our plate, they don't go away just because we're going through a storm. They don't go away just because we're being attacked or we're feeling attacked. So you've got to get down, get it back to those staples that take care of you. And one thing that I would say, and I'm not trying to say this in like any kind of bragging way or anything like that, because I'm not perfect when it comes to this, but I have been spending one-on-one time with God since um, like 2009, I would say at least, you know, growing up, I had time with God, but like consistently, like pretty much daily with a few days missed here and there, even if it's a couple of minutes. And it started because uh, a friend at a Bible study gifted me a devotional. It was Jesus is Calling by Sarah Young. And it was a really easy read. And I was like, I can read this every day. And once I started that, I just kind of stayed consistent with spending that intimacy and time with God and his word and creating the space to invite his presence in. And so I'm doing that daily. And then my dad had gifted me a devotional by Oswald Chambers. And I can't remember the name of it, but it was so good. It was just really about being connected to Christ and being in a state of discipline and sacrifice towards who God wants and calls you to be versus your own individual desires. Like really that consecration and atonement with God Jesus Christ. And so that like just opened my eyes to a very deep and intellectual side of God in the way that you live your life every day. And then since then too, I've been doing a lot of stuff on the Bible app. So I try to keep that going, especially when I'm in a season like I've been through recently. But that part isn't so hard because I've developed habits in doing it all the time. So it comes a little bit more natural, I would say. But it's definitely easy to fall back into my my human thoughts that are apart from what God's word says. So I'll move on to one of the other things that I do, which is really making sure I monitor my thoughts very closely. So there's a scripture in Proverbs that says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So it's not whatever a man feels or whatever he's going through is who he is or who she is. So what that tells me is that God has given us authority and dominion over our thoughts. And our thoughts then influence our state of being and the way that we feel. So I can't let my thoughts spiral around the fears, the worries, the frustrations, the despair, the disappointments, and the discouragement that are really rooted in my circumstances. So what I try to do is I try to follow, I believe it's Philippians 4-7. And there's a book that I read maybe about a year ago, and it's called, the, I think it's the 4-7 Principle. I can't remember the exact name of it, but reading that transformed the way that I manage my thought life. And so I'm very careful about what I think on and what I entertain. And the scripture talks about thinking on those things that are pure, are lovely, are just, are of good report. So anytime I feel my mind shifting away from what is true versus what I'm feeling and then entertaining those feelings that do not serve me. So entertaining and feeding with more thoughts, those feelings of fear 
and anxiety and doubt for what God can do and will do, then that's a trigger for me now. And it's a good trigger because it's a trigger that I'm training my brain to say, no, I'm going to take captive that thought. There's a scripture that talks about taking captive every thought that does not align with the truth of God's word. So I'm going to take captive that thought. But one thing I like about what that book talked about is I can't just say, no, Stacy, stop thinking like that. That's not going to work. <laughs> what I instead have to do is I have to replace those doubtful, fearful thoughts that are rooted in fear and anxiety and replace them with the truth of what God's word says in his scripture. So I'm replacing that thought and then there is power in God's word. So eventually what happens is that my feelings, my state of being eventually has to surrender to the power and truth of what God's word says over my life. And our feelings are very real, but they can be so deceptive. So feelings are real. And I acknowledge those feelings. I've been there. I know what it's like to feel those feelings of hopelessness and despair and disconnection and hollowness, but they aren't fact. What I do know is that God's word is true. So I'm going to speak the facts of God's word over myself, over my mind, over the circumstances. And so I'm intertwining scripture and what's going on with me personally and what I'm feeling in my prayer life. This helps to shift my state of being and shift my perspective. And again, it's not always immediate. (laughs) I've had so many times and I still have times where I'm like, okay, I know that I need to pray. I know that I need to enter into the presence of God, but I certainly do not feel like it right now. I feel down. I feel discouraged. I feel like this is hopeless. I don't really care right now about that. But because I am anchored in the God of the universe, and because I have been making these investments and deposits into my spirit man through these years of devotionals and intimacy and time with God, I remember those things when I need them. So I've stored the word of God in my heart so that when I need that scripture that speaks life over me, I've invested it. And now I'm drawing upon those investments that I've made. That's why it's so important to invest in intimacy with God and studying his word. So on those days that you really, really need to draw near to him, on those days when you really need his power, on those days when you really need his anointing and his sovereignty and his grace, You know exactly what to speak over yourself. You know how to command those thoughts to go. You know how to take captive every thought that does not serve you. That's why it's so important to spend that time diving in his word and getting to know who he is. And then those reminders come too when you've been through those storms before, you've stood firm on God's word, you've trusted him, you've given over your situation to him and you saw him come through. And even in those situations where things didn't turn out like you prayed for or like you hoped for or like you hoped was best, then you lean on the scripture that says his his ways are higher than our ways. I may not understand why that was the outcome, but I know in the end, in the end of the end, that the cross has the final word, that God will use it 
every circumstance and every event to bring glory to his kingdom. And that no matter what happens to me, my eternity, my soul's eternity is rooted and secured in Christ. So ultimately, I'm good. And you know, Pastor Tony Evans said this, and it really stuck with me when his wife passed away. And I can't remember who prayed it in his family, but they were like, before she passed away, they're like, either God's going to heal her or God's going to heal her. So either he's going to heal her on earth in her physical body, or when she passes away, she's going to be in eternity with God where she doesn't have to worry about pain and suffering. So either way, she's healed. Like what a, what a perspective shift that is. But there's definitely that internal battle that happens between what's your human, carnal, fleshly nature. I think some people in the psych world probably call it the ego that's looking to protect and stay safe and hold on to those feelings. We have to activate the spirit side and we activate that through prayer and standing on God's word. One other thing that I like to do is spend a lot of time in worship. Man, I love worship. I love a good, I love a good worship song and just entering into God's presence and singing his praises and feeling the power of the music and recognizing that God's presence is with me. It fills me up. It restores my soul. It connects me to God. Um, And I'll share a couple of my favorites. My favorite worship songs in doing that are, there's one called I Am Not Alone by Carrie Job. And it talks about that. Like, man, when I'm deep in the waters, (laughs) when I feel like it is dark and there's no one with me, I'm not alone. I know you're with me. And that's really what faith is. It's declaring the truth, even though the circumstances or the feelings are counter to that. That's what our, that's where our faith comes in. I feel horrible today. I'm in a really low mood. I feel discouraged about what's happening to my friends and my family. But God is still on the throne. God still has a plan for me. I am protected by him. He's got my back. And sometimes we're declaring those things and we don't even believe in ourselves. And that's okay. You don't have to be be 100% convinced about what God's word says when you're going through a storm. You just have to declare it and trust him. Um, And so some of the other songs I I wanted to share that I like too is, I don't even know the name of it, but it, it goes, what would you do if he walked into the room? So for me, that spoke to me is how would I be? What would my mindset be? Where would I be at mentally if he walked into the room? And then it's like, well, wait, he's always in the room. (laughs) Like he's always here. So knowing that should always guide my mindset. The other one that has been on my spirit is good, good father. And there's a lot of different compilations of that. But it's like just talking about, I know you're good, Lord. These circumstances suck, but I know you're good. I know you're a healer. I know you're a restorer. I know you're a way maker. Even so, and just like Job said, though he slay me, yet I trust him. There's such beauty in that. There's such a raw beauty in trusting him in suffering and trusting him in the storm and trusting him when you're weary and you're weak. So I'm going to close out this episode. I'm going to share how I pray over myself. So I'm going to share a prayer over that and I'll be covering you all in prayer too. So even if you're not going through anything right now, specifically that anything that comes your way, because life is going to happen. Life is going to have its obstacles and its challenges. So I wanted to share that prayer with you and cover you in prayer as we wrap up the episode. Lord God, I thank you for your sovereign grace and your truth. Lord, you know what I've been dealing with. You know the internal battles and the internal struggles and the way that my heart has been hurting and been pulled and how my mind has been discouraged. But I know that your word says that I have the mind of Christ. 
that you are my anchor, you are my strong tower, you are my shield, and you are my fortress. And your word says that if I remain in the shadow of the almighty wings, that you will cover and protect me. Your power sustains me in these moments that I felt weak. And I pray that for anyone listening that's going through the same thing, that your Holy Spirit reminds them that they are not alone because the enemy will try to get in our thoughts and tell us that we're alone, that nobody understands us and that things will not get better. But Lord, you said that you have hope for us. You have plans for hope and a future and plans for good and not to harm us. Lord, you've etched the purpose and the trajectory of our life. You knew exactly who we were when we were in our mother's wombs, knitting us together for such a time as this, for such a purpose for today. And Lord, I know that you've already warned me that the devil and the the enemy is roaring like a lion, seeing who he can devour. But I have hope and trust and strength if I remain in you. And that even in these instances, if I remain intertwined and connected with you, I can still produce fruit. I can still walk in my purpose. I can still fulfill the word of God. Your sovereign grace will sustain us through every trial and every obstacle that we face. Lord, your word says to come boldly through the, to the throne of grace to ask you what we need. God, I need your power. I need your hope. I need your love. I need your grace and your anointing and your favor to still walk through my calling, to still be the mom that you've called me to be, to still be the wife that you've called me to be, to still be the employee that you've called me to be, to still be the creator that you've called me to be. Lord, I trust you. I stand firm in who you are. And I thank you in advance that you will see me through every storm and that you will see every listener through every storm and that you will be with them, walking with them. Control their thoughts, Lord. Help them to rely on your word. Help them to rely on scripture and to think on those things that are lovely, pure, and of good report. Teach us, God, how to control our thoughts and take captive every thought that is not of you and subject it to the authority and dominion that we have through Jesus Christ. I love you, Lord, and I know that your grace is sufficient for whatever I'm going through and whatever any other follower of you is going through. Thank you for covering us and protecting us. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that episode encouraged you and helped you to shift your mindset and keep your thoughts back on Jesus and back on your creator, who is the author and finisher of your faith. Life is hard sometimes, y'all. It's okay to feel your feelings. It's okay to process them, but what we don't want to do is stay there. So I just encourage you again to have the power and the intentionality around shifting your mindset, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter what circumstances are happening around you. I hope you have an excellent week. I will see you next week on the podcast again. And if you don't want to miss any episodes, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you think another mom could benefit from hearing this show, please share this episode with them and share the podcast with them as well. And are there any episodes that really spoke to you? Please share it on a post or a story and then tag me so I can get to know you all more. I know who some of my listeners are, but I don't know all of you. Not that I have a ton right now, but... There's some in 
some places that I don't know. So I would love to connect with you. If you want to stay connected with me further, you can reach me on Instagram at Stacy Michelle McCray. I also have a blog at stacymichellemccray.com. And if you're a mom looking for a community, you can join my Faithful Mom Boss group on Facebook where we share empowering information and inspiration there as well too. And uh, if you haven't, if you haven't already either, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts specifically so that the word can get out on the podcast and more mamas can connect with this podcast. So I hope you have a blessed week and I will see you next week.